as tired as I was from my long night, getting past the main gate, black frog, disembodied voice, meeting my first ghosts, Lillian Sheet, and an amazing journey with whale, I made it up the crooked path to a short fence made out of twisted tree branches that surrounded a thatched roof cottage. I walked into the garden, which smelled so lovely, of herbs and blossoms, sweet apples and pine trees. I felt a surge of energy as if I passed through a barrier. At first it was sticky and resistant, as if deciding if I would be allowed to enter further. It actually stopped me for a second, but then released me and I moved forward feeling grateful, but not sure of what. Three by three, let it be. Time will come to become one more now four. Oh, hello to you again, dear voice. Well, many lovely things hung from the roof of the porch where three twisted willow rocking chairs slowly rocked back and forth in the morning breeze. I could hear someone humming from inside and was happy that I didn't have to wake the inhabitants. Knocking gently on the door, I waited for a response. I could hear shuffling and whispering come close to the other side of the door. The curtain moved to the side, oh so slightly. Then three locks clicked, tumblers being turned and freed. The door creaked slowly open, just an inch. I saw three eyes peek through the crack, each not belonging to the other. Hello, I said softly. Uh, good morning. The door opened a little more, and one eye soon was accompanied by its mate. Hello, I tried again. I am so sorry to bother you at this early time, but I am lost and hope you can help me, please. With this, the door swung totally open to a sight that actually made me take a step backwards in surprise. There stood three little women huddled together in front of me, each no taller than three feet, each round and plump with sparkling black eyes. One had a twisted mop of black hair, the next gold trestles, and the last a beehive of blazing red hair. Their cheeks were rosy, and each wore many layers of woven dresses and shawls of the colors of the forest. But what struck me the most was each had lips heavy with red lip rouge. Upon seeing me, they all burst into a toothy smile, minus a few teeth, and then relaxed their grip on brooms they had firmly in their grasp. I'm sure ready to use if I was a threat. Welcome, sweetie, they said all together. 
You gave us quite a fright. We don't often get door knockers. They finished with a giggle. <laughs> I smiled back at them and couldn't help releasing an affectionate oh as two shaggy black cats with the brightest green eyes came from between their legs and twisted over to meet me. Good morn, I said happily, bending down to pet them. Come in, come in, come in. They all said, ushering me in to their middle as they escorted me into a lovely wooden room full of unbelievable stuff. The rafters and shelves, tables and cabinets, all fully stuffed with unbelievable stuff. They led me to a ladder back chair by the hearth, which burst into a great fire as we walked over to it. The cauldron over the fire began to boil and steam. After my night, I was so tired, too tired to be shocked, and just accepted the soft chair and reveled in what I witnessed with my own two eyes. Sisters three, there they be, round and plump and oh so stout. Sisters three, there they be, rosy cheeks and ruby lips, one of gold. One of red, one of hair so raven black. Sisters three, there they be in the dark moonlight on the forgotten hill. There they. Sisters three, one, two, and three, sisters be, arms entwined so tight, they dance through the night, the moonlight in their eyes so black. Oh, 
so tired I could not think. I rubbed my head and my eyes, losing my balance and tumbled out of the chair. They rushed to my aid and helped me over to an overstuffed bed in the corner with fluffy blankets and curtains that shimmered in the hearth's fire. Oh, she needs rest, Blackie said. Yes, yes. She's had such a long night, Red said. Sleep now, dearie, Goldie said, as they all tucked me in. The black cats joined me on the bed, and I fell asleep immediately. I awoke to the sun's rays shining in my eyes. I closed my eyes again against the brightness yet felt its rays slowly get weaker and weaker and then go out. I opened my eyes, waking up more, and as I looked out the window, I saw it was dusk. I had slept the day away. Then I felt two eyes watching me. On the foot of the bedpost sat that black frog, watching waiting for me to awake? I was about to shoo it away when the three women squealed with excitement as they noticed I was awake. They had been busily working on something quietly at the large wooden table in front of the huge stone hearth. Thank you so much, I said as I sat up, stretching a little. Oh, you are always welcome here. Goldie said. Do you know me? I asked, confused and concerned. Harry mentions you to us, Blackie said, stopping her weaving. I caught my breath and swallowed hard. Harry Gorsky? Yes. Oh, Harry. yes. Harry, Harry. They all sang. Well, I moved my legs to the edge of the bed and slid to the floor putting on my shoes, feeling a comfort in them for a quick exit if I needed it. Come, sit with us, Red said, moving over and patting the bench where she sat. 
Blackie got up and got a bowl and filled it with something steaming from the cauldron in the hearth. I slowly joined them, taking my seat. Blackie placed the brew in front of me, and I peered inside as I picked up a large wooden spoon and stirred the potion. I smelled it and fluffed it and brought it closer to my lips, cautiously giving it a sniff. I remembered the forever warning when on a journey, don't eat anything. But my stomach growled with hunger as I teetered back and forth on what to do. Don't worry, dearie. It's only oatmeal, Goldie said sweetly. Well, mostly, chuckled Red under her breath. This is the real life part, not a dream, Goldie finished, giving Red such a look. I looked at her with a frown of wonder. Can she read my mind? If we were going to eat you, <laughs> we could have done it while you were fast asleep, Red said, and they all cackled loudly at each other. Red laughed so hard she snorted, which made them all laugh even louder. I was so hungry and I needed some friends on this adventure. They were awfully nice. I took a taste and then dug in, trusting my intuition that all is well. I felt a tug on my pant leg and looked down expecting to see one of the cats there, but gave a startled, oh, when I saw the black frog sitting looking up at me. It was quite large bigger than the size of my grandma's chihuahuas. The sisters leaned over the table to look at what I had seen with concern. Oh. oh. They said, patting my arm in comfort. That's just Simon. He's a nosy little bugger. I looked back down at him and felt he was about to jump onto my lap. Come over here, Simon. Blackie said sternly. Don't bother her. He appeared to understand her and hopped over to her bench and up next to her. I could just see his eyes peeking over the table's edge. I must admit, it was a little unnerving. What is this place? I began, feeling I could use some understanding right now. What do you want it to be? Blackie answered petting Simon like a cat. Well, I, I don't know. Is this a dream? Or is this reality? Or some kind of an unusual journey? Yes. yes. They all sang together. Well, am I stuck here? If you want to be, Goldie whispered mysteriously. A look of mischief twinkled in her eyes. Well, is there a purpose? I asked. Oh, always a purpose. They looked at each other, then to me with a look of sympathy. Sure, you can have a purpose. White Raven gave you a word in her song. Blackie explained. Oh, when was that? I wondered. 
at the gate. She sang it to you. Lackey explained. I remembered her cawing at me. But I can't understand crow talk. Yes, you can. Well, if you can't, you must learn, Red explained. Well, do you speak crow? I asked them. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Can you teach me or give me a hint? Does not Huggin and Munnin, Odin's ravens, share a word with you each year to help you focus? Red asked. Well, yes, that is true. I admit it. Well, now you will have three words. You must find White Raven. Hmm, oh. Let us ask you a question. Why are you here? Red asked with concern in her face. Taken aback by the question, I'd thought for a moment. And accepting the first response that came to my mind, I blurted out to find Harry, Harry Gorski. It came out of my mouth without even thinking. We thought he scared you, Goldie whispered. Oh, he did, but that was so long ago. I have learned so much since then. But still he comes up now and then in my life. Years ago, as the last name of a friend's friend. And even recently, as the ex-husband in a TV show. And they used his full name, Harry Gorski. I was just shocked. That cannot be coincidence. I'd like to understand more. My feelings. I feel there's a mystery to be discovered. The old fears need to be released, I think. I confided in them. You know he's a trickster, very much like Loki. Blackie warned with a depth to her voice. I was surprised at the Norse reference, but recognized the hidden guidance for this path. We all sat in a contemplative silence for a time. The sisters returned back to doing their work with nimble fingers and me watching, falling under their spell, thinking what had just been said and shared. I finally asked, could I ask what your names are? They looked at each other as to how to respond. Hmm. One should not give out their name, their true name, too quickly. There is such power in your name. One must guard their personal power very closely, especially when journeying. Goldie instructed. But we like you. The names you have been using will be sufficient for now, dearie, Blackie said. 
the others nodding in agreement. Each then shared their name, as I had been thinking of them, Blackie, Goldie, and Red. Thank you, I said with an honest nod of my head. My name is... Holding a finger to each of their lips, they said together, Do not speak it out loud. Look into your pocket. I reached into my pocket and drew out all the rune stones I had found so far on this adventure. Eva's partnership with the nightmare. Your, my first time within the walls of haunted Gorski Manor. Havalur, the lovely magic of the whale into the darkness. And Shtan, ancient stone to the end of time, sending waves of remembering. But there was a new stone. I looked to them questioning as they smiled in anticipation of my finding their gift. Upon its smooth white surface, a special rune was carved there. My rune, my personal rune, one shared with me as I journeyed with my dearest primordial companions, the runes. I held it up to show them. They knew this rune. Lursa, I said. Welcome, Lursa, they each said as they touched their hearts with this connecting. I held the stone to my heart and felt a new connection with this rune and the sisters that will forever be a part of it and me. With a tear in my eye, I said, There are getting to be a lot of stones on this journey. I could sure use a special bag for them to keep them all safe. As I said this, Red completed what she was working on and handed me a lovely hand-woven bag. It was made of fibers of the forest, beautifully woven with one single thread of amber spiraling through them. A drawstring of black braided hair completed the gift. The string was so soft as I stroked it. A gift from Nightmare, Red explained. Wow, with a big smile, I gave each one of them a special hug. I then kissed each stone and gently placed them into this new special bag. I looked to the window and saw the darkness of night had totally arrived. It was time to return to my adventure. I could see the manor, dark against the last rays of the setting sun. My eyes were drawn to the tall tower in the center of the structure. A single light shone from a window high up at the very top. That is where I must go. I looked back at the smiling women. 
I think they may be witches.